Okay. Yeah, so Justine, you got to touch my cat's disgusting wet head. Tell me about it. Uh, I mean, it was very sweet at first because I walked in the door and TB greeted me um, and let me scritch him. And then I discovered his head was wet and then he kept headbutting me with his wet head. But I also have a gross cat, so yeah. I, that I wasn't is not true. Rowdy I, is a beautiful angel. Yeah, what does Rowdy do that's gross? Honestly, um, he's just he a big gets, fluffy gray cloud of joy. Yes, but he gets poop stuck in his butt fur. <laughs> oh, and that, is, that is sick. <laughs> and nasty. drags it around on the carpet. His little underpants. Bad boy. His pantaloons. Pepper, Pepper cat does that too. It must be gray kitties. It must be, yeah. They I just like to carry gray poops. Yeah. Gray floofs like to carry poops. Sometimes he likes to <laughs> barf up hairballs hair on the carpet. I mean, he has, he does Pepper a cat sh- does that too. He does his share of sick things. Yeah. He poops like, really smelly poops. I'll, oh, yeah. I'll yeah. too. But yeah, TB is um, TB. He just gets his head wet and he drinks underneath the uh, the drippings in the bathtub. And then he, after he does that, he immediately jumps out and demands uh, like head butts. Like he's he just so happy. To, he like yeah, he likes to butt his head into your fist, and he will get it all wet and gross. And uh, yeah, I'm glad you got to experience that, Justine. Oh yeah, well you know it's you, a special way. You know, TB is my favorite of oh, the really? three of your cats. Yeah. Aww. There's a reason why I chase him around the house and go to BB BBBs. Yeah. All the time. So sick. He is he's, he's, he's the disgusting. sickest. Yeah. He's the sickest of the cats. Yeah. Speaking of uh We'll we'll just throw a photo up on the Insta. Yeah, TB. Speaking of that sick, JB. Yeah. Do you want to do the intro? Oh yeah. Hi guys. Um this is JB, short for Juicy Boils. Um, <laughs> sick. What? Yeah. It's not, but I'll never tell you what it stands for. Um, <laughs> but I'm hosting this week's episode of That Sick for all of you uh, sick people out there who like to hear us talk about sick stuff. Hi. Thanks for being you. Thanks Welcome. for being us. <laughs> Wait, is that what we're doing? We're recording an episode. Okay, got it. We're recording an episode. Okay. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Good. That's why we set up all these microphones. That's and why I had to go home and get the interface that we, I forgot. We had medical and technical we're, we're, issues. Oh, oh this, my God. This, this was we a did. struggle. Okay. I'm I'm just teen, by the way. <laughs> Justine, do you want to go into all of the issues? Uh, because there is some sick elements oh, in yeah. there. Yes, Heather, I would like to do that. Uh, uh, you can so, only reveal as much as you feel comfortable. No, that's okay. Um, So I... <laughs> I, I I brought a gift of um of fried chicken from the shop and save for the three of us grocery to, store to chicken, enjoy. Man. Yes, it's grocery store chicken. It was, uh, it was hot. It, and it was actually like pretty good. Um, and I ate it too fast. And when I eat things too fast, uh, sometimes I have to vom. So, <laughs> uh, I don't. It doesn't happen that often. I'm not like ill. I swear. Um, and I'm fine now. I'm totally yeah. fine. Uh, but that was like that was a sick interlude. And then after that, I realized I'd left a really important piece of our recording equipment at home. So I had to go back and get it. So it was like it was like, huh, huh. <laughs> and then, oh, shit, guys, I got to go. <laughs> I forgot all of the stuff. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> one. One of the stuff. <laughs> it was basically like you puked you puked twice and then you're like shit I forgot the thing and they're like okay I have to puke maybe one more time and then I'm gonna go home <laughs> and uh, that's what you did and you made it back and uh, I'm really applaud uh, yeah you. your tenacity well I'm not because I'm not actually ill it's like uh, you know I, I don't know what it is I gave you some peppy bisnil did that, that help was, no it made me barf again oh <laughs> shit I love peppy bisnil <laughs> ah 
shit. <laughs> I was trying to, you know, be yeah. helpful. So, you know, I'm not sick. I, I'm fine. I, you know, I have to go to work tomorrow. Like, I'm not going to be able to, like, play. Like, oh, I can't come in. Because I can. Because I'm totally you fine. Can, you, can, you can play yeah. sick. You can be like, I'm, oh, yeah. woe is me. I'm the sickest who's ever been. No, please. No, I'm good. But. All right. Well, I uh, I commiserate because I had the same experience just like uh, two weeks ago, the very first day of my vacation. I met my friends and uh, we got some poutine and we were drinking some beers and I drank too many beers. And then I spent all night puking up uh, what I had eaten and uh, I puked multiple times. Were they Canadian beers? Uh, no, I guess they were Bostonian. Perhaps you threw up because your beers and your cuisine were not compatible. Maybe so. There was this, there was a beer poutine disagreement. Maybe. What I ate something else that night too. It was just like, oh yeah, some, some, some etouffee, some crawfish etouffee. Oh, that'll That's do That's probably it. what it was. I was, well, too like the, much going on. It was also the five beers. Well, yeah, I'm sure that didn't help for you, but that seems like a weird combination of things happening, plus on top of traveling. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I puked and puked and puked, and then, like, the rest of our vacation, which was, like, 12 days, I did not, uh, I was a teetotaler. I didn't drink a drop of uh, any alcohol. Straight edge. I was straight edge the whole rest of the time. I was like, fuck it, I don't need alcohol to have fun. I just ate delicious food, and that was the best. Well, I did, um, I felt very validated, um, when you told me that the same thing happened to you, because yeah. I was a little embarrassed, but yeah, and no, so, dude. And so, hopefully, our experiences have um, held some validation for some of our listeners. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you eat too fast and you have to throw it up. And, it's okay you know, to bomb. It's okay. It's okay to bomb. It's okay. I it's mean, also a little funny. Once you're feeling better, it's a little funny. <laughs> a little funny. Oh, and I also decided that this whole like thing uh, made me, uh, on your suggestion, Justine, made me realize that it would be a great idea to buy a white noise machine for my powder room. So that way, if anybody is vomiting or like, you know, having a very noisy deuce, you know, you can like, yeah, <laughs> having some shits. Uh, you can. Uh, <laughs> I'm the Foley. <laughs> You're the Foley artist. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> and what are you what are you using to make those fart noises oh why that's my mouth just your mouth okay that's this very talented foley work very. that's my fart mouth thank you <laughs> potty mouth um <laughs> but yeah white noise machine so if you're having like you know a loud shit or maybe if you're just pee shy turn that on and then like nobody can hear any noise yeah i mean whatever uh, my therapist's office uses is extremely effective so may- maybe i'll find out Wheat. what that is Cause it's not like loud, like it's weird. I don't know how it works, but it's not like it's not like super loud, but it's just very effective at filtering noise. Yeah, I want to get the one that sounds like frogs, like a bunch of ribbits. <laughs> Why? <laughs> this would be so weird. Fair enough. That's but that's a good. <laughs> we don't get the kind where you can like change you? it to different sounds. So like depending yeah. on your mood, be like if you're in like a you know a thunderstorm mood or, or whale sounds mood <laughs> is there one that mimics all of the sounds of the plagues oh oh blood what does that sound like what does the blood is it just like a giant whoosh no it's more dripping the it's wave. more it's more bubbly it's like um that would be I'm great i'm the foley artist um uh that that would be a great uh invention the uh <laughs> jb patent it right now if anybody puts out a plague white noise machine, I will come to you and find you and 
kick you in the shins. Terry, don't do it. Out. Copyright. Copyright. Copyright That's ours. Copyright. That's ours. You don't can't do have it. it. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> jokes on you. This episode we probably recorded like eight weeks ago. So Jen's already. I'm already taking. She's already taking care I'm of it. I'm not even doing this podcast anymore. I'm just sitting on a yacht drinking margaritas. <laughs> Fuck you guys. You got the jump on y'all. On yins. Fucking <laughs> rain of firstborns coming down. <laughs> Is the firstborn just like people screaming? Just the children screaming as they're being torn away from their mother's teats? I don't know. What? That's disturbing as fuck. No, it's it's just oldest children just falling from the sky. So it actually <laughs> would be me. So R.I.P. J.B. I'm R.I.P. J.B. I died. So what? But what if you're the what if you're the oldest child of only one of your parents? Because uh, I'm my dad's oldest child, but I'm not my mother's oldest child. Back in the Bible, they didn't have divorces, so yeah, I don't so think they really planned for that. I don't know. Half of you died. Which half? Which <laughs> half do you choose to live? My top half with my head. Or right. maybe maybe get sliced sagittally, like halfway. Oh, like the, how do we divide this baby? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's gross. <laughs> That's sick. That's sick. So like when my like so like all my like brain and guts and everything would just be like exposed, like one of those bodies exhibit. Yeah. Bodies. Yeah. Bodies. But I'd be like cognizant with yeah. like half my mouth and yeah. half my brain. Like a two face from a dark night. But it's only half of me. I'd have to hop around on one foot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Be really Well, they don't call them so, the blessings. So here's the thing. I mean, I'm right handed, so I'd like to retain that, but I like my left side of my brain better. So I, this is tough, guys. The left side of your brain controls the right side of you, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah. So does that mean if, well, so then you'd be fucked because then mm-hmm. you'd have the wrong half of the brain to control the half of your body. That's, that's why you just pick top half or bottom that's half, not I splicing. Picked. Yeah. Well, I, that's, I, she, I, she went old, old Testament on you. Yeah. That I had to divide into baby. I mean, I appreciate, you know, you know, I like a good at devil's advocate. Yeah. Uh, I really don't. <laughs> I, really I really hate don't. that. I hate devil's advocates. I just like to t- take things to grosser places sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, I kind of hate if you're like, let me just play devil's advocate here. When you hear somebody say that, you know immediately that they're a douchebag. And they're, yeah, technically probably mostly a white guy. It's um, always a white guy. I feel personally <laughs> attacked by this. Do you, I've literally never heard you say that. Because you don't work with me. Oh, oh, are you that at work? Yeah, but I don't think I do that in a, like a mean, shitty way. Pisces. It's more like... Trying to see all sides of the situation. Pisces. Oh my gosh, like that's such a bad thing to do. Pisces. <laughs> Guess what? People at work like me, right? People at work that are listening, you like me. I know you do. You really like you me. Do. I should say they don't hate me. Yeah. That if they're I'm pretty- listening this long, they do like you. Oh, if they're listening yeah. to this, they definitely like me. Yeah. Um, I would, I would, I would venture to say I am I'm either liked or not hated at work i don't yeah that's a good goal yeah i mean you can't expect everyone to like you i would be really surprised to find that anyone at work hates me i would not i mean not about you i believe you're well liked you seem very diplomatic and likable i'm extreme you're extreme at work i'm extreme everywhere baby i don't change (laughs) i don't know i've seen your at work persona and you definitely put on like the customer service air but that's what i'm waiting on customers yeah, I mean, I, I do that too. So, so wait. So, what are you like just to your um coworkers? Are you like just exactly like you the are? same as I am to you? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, if somebody's saying something fucked up, I'm gonna be like, "That's fucked up." Oh, cool, 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 cool. And well, I'll probably you know use what? those words and not 
well, polite words. Where you work, just like similarly to where I work, I mean, there we has can be like, a little less polite. Well, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of people there. Yeah, is what I was gonna say. Lots like, of different personalities. I don't really want to like get into anything about like my job or anything, no. but like. Um, uh, there's a lot of people, so like you kind of just like are like whatever. Uh, I don't know where I was going with this. What do you? What, are we going to say something, Justine? Uh, no, I'm good. Uh, do you guys want to get into it? Yeah, I would really, really like to do that. Okay, John, take it so away. You guys have some some stuff for me, right? Some good stuff. Oh yes. I because I'm hosting, got to take the week off of writing term papers, <laughs> and <laughs> Heather and Justine got to do that, and. I'm a little juvenile and I would like them to rock, paper, scissors for the right <laughs> to uh, go first. This Whoever best... wins goes first and I will do the action play by play. Is this two out of three? Like, sure. Best two out of three. Yeah. Yeah. We won't do sudden death. Okay. okay. Two okay, out of three. All right. One, One two, three. three. Shoot. Ah, scissors. Scissoring. Scissoring. Okay. One, two, three. Shoot. Two papers. Papers. High five. Um, uh, One, two, three, shoot. Fuck. She cut papers. Justine is going first. I think this is good because I have a feeling that I have a feeling that Heather's will be a juicier topic. A little juicier. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And mine's more like mine's sick, but it's sick like in a weird way. It's sick in like a like, what the fuck kind of way. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Um, uh, Am I, am I good? Can I start? Please, please. I'm on pins and needles. Um, So (laughs) the overarching theme this week decided on by Heather, thank God, because the first theme I was really struggling with, won't even go there, um, is, is skin. Skin. The largest organ of the human body. You haven't seen my dick. Isn't it grosser than ew? What? <laughs> Which is covered in skin. So what? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, continue. It, it's sick to be just to begin with to think about skin as being the largest organ. Because like then you, I always think about skin like without any of the other organs. And it's just like a pile of like, you know, mushy. Brunswager. <laughs> just like, yeah, it's nasty. But it's, uh, it's fascinating. It's so great. We're all looking at our skin right I now. Have so many different <laughs> farmer's tans right now. You so really many. Do. I have like so many farmer's tans. <laughs> It's what have there. you been farming? Uh, I don't know. You really do. Jesus. Like, it's like I've gone outside four times and I've got a different tan all of those times. <laughs> I get a tan zero of the times I go outside because I wear SPF 100. Yeah. Oh, Smart. my God. Okay. Much smarter. I also wear SPF 5 million. Uh, but go ahead. Sorry. Anyway. Okay. Anyway. So um, I decided to do my topic this week on something that I actually like read about a few years ago and always found just like really intriguing. So it's called Morgellons disease. Heather had not heard of it. Yeah, I've never heard of this okay, either. Good, that's good. rare because I know everything. I know. I was actually surprised that you hadn't heard of it. <laughs> well, well, Jamie just did the jerking off motion. I just it's JO'd true. her. I, I know everything. I do know everything. Fuck I you, Heather. Actually, <laughs> I, I was surprised that you didn't know about this, so that made me more excited to do it. Okay, so... <laughs> What is Morgellons disease? It is characterized by an itchy, biting, crawling sensation on the skin like something is inside trying to burrow out. This is basically like my worst bugs. nightmare. Like, yeah. 
Oh, that's the main thing I hate about bugs is the creepy crawliness. Mm-hmm. Um, so this sensation is often accompanied by lesions as well as sm- this is where it gets weird. Ugh. Smooth white, black, blue or red fibers erupting out of the skin. Ew. These aren't hairs. Fibers? They're fibers. Like, what do you mean fibers? Like well, fabric? We're going to dig into that. Oh. I don't want to dig into it. Well, we have to. That's what this podcast is all about. <laughs> you signed up for this. Yeah. Deal with it. It's I too feel deep. attacked. Okay. Too deep in. Continue. In, in Let's do deep. it. As Let's Jen go. clutches her comfort animal. I'm yeah. Clutch, but it's because I talk with my hands, not because I'm scared. Yeah. We have to stop her from drumming on the table. I, I, do, I do that. <laughs> you may I have heard that. it in previous episodes. I got rhythm, baby. If I did my job, you didn't hear it. But I'm a wild beast. I can't be contained. I mean, it's pretty funny when it happens. I'm also holding one, too. Yeah, I'm the only one not holding one. But I'm I'm, what I am doing is holding on to myself, kind of. She's responsible enough for her own body. (laughs) We're We're not. We're all holding on to something. Okay, back to the topic at hand. Okay. Morgellon sufferers have also reported feelings of fatigue, swollen lymph nodes, fever, confusion, and inability to focus. So there's kind of like a wide range of symptoms. And that's not even all of them, but I didn't want to get into it. So sounds like shitty, right? Yeah. Like not a disease you'd want to have. Well, most doctors don't believe that Morgellons is a real disease. Yeah, that makes it even harder. Yep. So um, just I want to pause here to note. um, I, I know Morgellons is a controversial disease and i don't want to in any way imply that i'm um saying that people who think they have it are delusional and i'm not trying to minimize what they're experiencing if anyone who has morgellons is listening um it's more about wanting to you know talk about it's a very interesting it's a very interesting topic and as i researched it it's it's interesting to me because it's like a, a relatively modern phenomenon in how it's been like um kind of come to light over the past 20 or so years um and like people are discovering more about it like now so it's a very like uh people are still learning more about it i guess kind of like how fibromyalgia went from being a like fake disease to like oh wait actually there might be something to this yeah i think restless like, leg syndrome did the same yeah kind of like deal. right um and so and to now it's like yes fibromyalgia that's a disease like yeah. there's something happening there so i think morgellons um is kind of like in the middle of that process right now so ew oh my so god jen, jb just showed me a picture yeah, of it jen just googled i just googled morgellons yeah it, those are definitely fibers. It looks like they're flossing in your yeah, skin. Oh it God, does. Like what? Ew. Ugh, I know. Okay. I'm going to so, post these on the Insta, by yeah, the way. Yeah, you guys need to see this. You yeah. definitely need to see this. So we're going to back up to the early 2000s um, because that's when the sim- uh, symptoms of Morgellons first started being shared widely. I'm going to go ahead and guess it's because the internet was starting to gain steam mm-hmm. back then among, um, among like lay people. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, because people can like, you know, start like being like, oh, they're not so isolated. Oh, I have these symptoms. Oh, you have these symptoms. Right. You know, they find each other. Now, you know, on the flip side, uh, some like cynics or skeptics um, think that that just meant that this is one of those like mass hysteria, like like kind of like mass hysteria. Mm-hmm. So people are like, oh, I have these symptoms too." wink, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. Or people like become convinced that they have something but yeah. it's like some diseases are kind of invisible um this is not invisible by it's the way i mean like not. it's all those images so yeah. i don't know 
So, so this started with a woman named, I'm going to not pronounce her last name correctly, um, Mary Latow. She's actually from around Pittsburgh. No way. Mm-hmm. Um, she noticed strange lesions on her toddler's son that seemed to be sprouting with a sort of dandelion-type fluff. And she went to multiple doctors trying to get a diagnosis um, for her son, but there was no consensus. And meanwhile, her, her son's problem just kept getting worse. Like, So they were ruling out eczema. They were ruling out allergies, but they couldn't tell her what it was. Um, and he kept developing more sores with white, blue, and red fibers poking out of them. And she would... How patriotic. And she, when she, I know, right? And, and she would take these... Like, she would try to show these fibers to the doctors, and they would be like, it's just some, like carpet fluff that got it's like lint that got stuck in the lesion like, oh, like you're crazy like rolling around on the ground yeah, and it just, they like wouldn't even look at it yeah. so i get and to uh, i saw in my research sometimes uh the little boy would point to himself and say bugs in yeah. reference to the skin crawling sensation <laughs> so this like poor little kid like was suffering from something that no one you know knew what it was and could do anything to help him and the doctors are like treating his mom like she's crazy. And he like can't articulate at all what right. like, really other than saying just bugs. Yeah. So Poor thing. Um, Mary Latow was convinced that something serious was going on. But at one point, a doctor at Johns Hopkins concluded that she was suffering from Munchausen's by proxy, which if you don't know what that is, it's a psychiatric disorder that causes caregivers to fake diseases in their charges to gain attention and sympathy. Um, did like, we talk about this before? They actually like updated the name on that. Oh, what's it called now? It's called fictitious disease. Oh, oh. I did not know that. Yeah, well, like I guess like the clear. Munchausens and the Munchausens by proxy. I don't know. They, I don't know if they decided that that wasn't like the most appropriate, or I don't know. Like um, I don't. I don't want to say like not PC, but like I don't know if they thought that was like because I think the whole thing like oh you the world's too PC. I think that's bullshit. By the way, you know like. Oh, I the just, world just needs to be less racist. Let's just say, um, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, I guess it's it, yeah, fictitious disease. Oh, good to know. Yeah. File that away. Anyway, so um, so that was like that's like a pretty like serious charge to level at someone, and so Mary is like super frustrated now because something was going on with her son. No one would take her seriously, so she started doing her own research and began to call her son's affliction more Jellens. After a 17th century disease that was characterized by stiff hairs growing out of children's backs. So there's no evidence yet that this that this um, modern day Morgellons is the same um, illness that was recorded back in the 1600s. Um, So they just happen to have the same. They have the same name, but we don't know that it's the same thing. Okay. Okay. So she created a website that detailed her son's symptoms with the hopes of connecting with someone in the medical community who maybe recognized what was happening. But what happened instead was a bunch of other people started reaching out to her saying, hey, I'm dealing with the same thing, too. I'm seeing the same lesions. I'm seeing these fibers erupting from them. I have these itchy, crawly sensations, all of that. So that like wasn't what she was expecting. So she kind of like inadvertently created this like community of people being like, oh, my gosh, like something's wrong. And so that's, you know, hey, power of the Internet. Did they all like share information and like, so do you know, or um, forgive me if you're going to get into this, but like, do you know about uh, like, did anything people come up with like any kind of like thing, thing that would alleviate symptoms? Yeah. So I'll, I'll get into a little bit of that in in a minute. They were, and they were like exchanging like kind of like home remedies, but nothing was really like doctors weren't treating them. They probably like, I mean, they're probably going like bananas trying to figure out what to do. I didn't 
I didn't really write down any of the home remedies that they were following, but oh, what I did read one woman was like trying to bathe herself in bleach. Oh, that will do it. Yeah. Um, it yeah, was, won't do it at all. Yeah. It'll do something. So, um, just a couple like descriptions of um, like what some of these people were experiencing. Um, so one woman described what felt like lumps on her head that felt as though there were bundles of hair inside all like tangled up um, and almost like the hair was growing back down into her scalp. Ew! And there was nothing. Um, and, and this woman did eventually like, and I'll get into like some of the treatments that they had found that like could alleviate some of the symptoms. And she said that never went away. Oh my God. Um, and then at one point she got so freaked out and frustrated and scared. What the article said was that she chopped them off at the scalp, which I don't know what that meant. I think that maybe maybe meant her hair, that she chopped her hair off at the scalp. Yeah, probably. Um, and uh, black, like black specks and white crystals start like started coming out of like the like it was it just sounded so bizarre. Oh my god. So bizarre. Um another example is a young girl, I don't know how old, um, but she presented with a pimple-like lump on her leg out of which sp- sprouted a bundle of bunched up black fibers. So, yeah. Um, one of the big debates around Morgellons is the insistence of sufferers that they're experiencing real physical symptoms, like, like the, say, the bundle of fibers sprouting yeah. out of a lump on your leg. Um, while many or most physicians are convinced that it's a psychiatric illness called delusional parasitosis. So, like Morgellons, uh, delusional parasitosis sufferers report the feeling of bugs crawling beneath their skin. And other Morgellons symptoms like fatigue and swollen lymph nodes overlap with all sorts of other kinds of ailments. Like, you get a mono, you get a flu. Um, probably something. Probably Lyme hum- disease. Humera will, uh, if you throw some Humera at it, it might help. <laughs> Basically um, one of those diseases. And then... And then as for the weird fibers, most doctors just dismiss them as fibers from clothing, carpets, or other typical sources. And an initial CDC report. So the CDC actually got involved because uh, so many like patients were contacting the CDC demanding that they investigate and like research this illness. So I guess usually the CDC like investigates potential diseases or they start to look into things because caregivers... Um, recommend it and oh, and yeah. they said it was very very out of the ordinary that they in, they they instigated something because patients were demanding it yeah because the volume was so great and the caregivers didn't give a shit because they right. didn't believe it but the cdc report initially concluded that most morgellons fibers um on the people like on the people they studied actually ended up being cotton so how did this happen? Like, this is so nasty, by the way. Like, yeah. can we just talk about, like, okay, are you going to be able to give me an answer at the end of this yes. of, like, how this cotton got in these people's skin? I'm going to be able, you're going to feel, yes, you will feel some sense of conclusion. Because this is a fucking weird-ass mystery. So, Have you ever heard I'm of this, gonna, JB? No, I have not. I assume this is how furries are born. <laughs> <laughs> we love furries. Oh, yeah. I've been to Anthrocon. I'm a nerd. Don't worry. No shade. No judgment. No shade. No shade. I, I truly actually, admire the furries. I'm really mad that every year I, I just seem to be on vacation when Anthrocon's in town and I haven't gone. Oh, it's like, really fun. One next year, year I'm going to do it. Yeah, I'm yeah, plan we should go. For it. Oh, the furry rave is like one of the funnest things. And they break dance. It's, it's oh, wonderful. Oh, yeah. 
Um, anyway. Yeah. So I'm going to, I want to just like kind of say here, probably with more Jalins, they're probably, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a portion of people who claim to suffer from it, maybe actually weren't. Mm-hmm. Um, and like anything, anyway, we'll, we'll get there because it's not just cotton. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. Spoiler Good. alert. This was not the end the of the touch, story. The feel of cotton. <laughs> the, the fabric of our lives. That was beautiful. Remember when Zooey did it? Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Zooey was uh, shilling for cotton. Is there a kidders? I thought the hat was going to fall. Oh. <laughs> it like it basically lurched in. The hat has a life of its there's own. There's a there's a large comical hat. Where the fuck did that hat come from? Um, oh, uh, roller derby. Yeah. Um, uh, the, I should have assumed. Yeah. yeah, the Virgo was a silly question. Um, every time he coaches a derby game, uh, like they seem to be getting him a new foam, like a new novelty hat. So we have a oh. lot of different ones it's, now. It's oh, been good. an enjoyable feature of this season. Yeah. I, I can't complain. He doesn't keep them all. And I'm kind of annoyed. Like he's he keeping keep, this one now. He kept, he's kept a few. Yeah. He should keep them all and then have a funny hat party. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be so great? He doesn't <gasps> want to have a party. Like, you know that. You don't even need to bring hats. The hats will be provided. Oh, okay. Anyway. All right. Look. We're going to cut. We're going to like, we're going to start digging, digging into some mysteries now. Are you deep ready? Dive, ready? Deep dive. Allow us time to clutch our emotional support animals. Okay. Yeah. Are they clutched? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm clutched. So not everyone in the scientific community have been skeptical. Wow. I think that was some bad grammar. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm just like reading off of a Google doc. A Tulsa neuroscientist named Randy Wymore became intrigued by Mary Letow's website and put a call out for Magellan sufferers to send him samples of fibers they'd extracted from their skin. And to his surprise, instead of receiving a bunch of cat fur and dryer lint, the fibers he received looked nothing like the textile fibers he had collected to use as comparison. So then he sent the samples to a forensics lab because he had like reached his capacity for being able to study them. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't know what this is. So he sent them to a forensics lab where they did a chemical analysis and discovered that the Morgellons fibers that Wymore had received didn't match any of the 800,000 fiber samples that they had in their database. Jen, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm mouthing the word aliens over and over again. Oh, I aliens. thought you were making fun of me. No, 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 no. I'm not making fun of you at all. When you, whenever you're trying to like convey aliens, you have to do the hand motion. I'm yeah. clutching my emotional support animal. <laughs> She's being very good. Okay. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have done that. Don't you worry. You know I yeah. talk with my hands. So, JB, you think this is aliens that is the planting in these fibras? I think that all of these people were probed anally by aliens <laughs> and that they're sprouting alien hair. Okay. Well, there may be other explanations. By the time I, know, this, I may be wrong. Okay. This is my theory. By well, the time this airs, will the Naruto runners uh, has L have been destroyed from area, you know, storming area 51? No, what? that's not until September 20th. It's after Millville days. Okay. So, well, so this might still not Are be Are you going to be heading to New Mexico then? Are you planning that? That's in September. That's that's a million years from now. Okay. Are you going to be happen. behind the wave of Kyle's? The first wave of Listen, Kyle's? Listen, I am not a Kyle. Thank you very much. I am a tinfoil hat whack job. Okay. <laughs> Fuck you. All right. Anyway. Yeah. So 800,000 fiber samples and these fibers didn't match any of them. So they are they were unknown. They also noted in their analysis that the fibers did not appear to be cut or torn, or anything else you might expect to see if they had been placed there by the patients. Like if the patients were trying to fake fibers, or if the fibers had gotten into their lesion. And I mean, 
So that was another like piece of the puzzle. So next they tested the fibers to see what their compound's boiling point was. I guess this is like an, it's another way of like figuring out what something is made out of. Um, I dumb dumb me didn't write down like the name of it. Anyway. Um, How dare you not be a forensic expert? I know. <laughs> um, so after they heated the fibers up to the maximum of 1400 degrees Fahrenheit, the fibers remained completely intact. <gasps> except they were, they were slightly blackened. Um, which forced them to conclude they were unknown origin and definitely not cotton or any other textile. What the fuck? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so Randy Wymore, the you know, thickens. right. So since he's not a physician, remember, he's a neuroscientist. So he's a scientist. He follows a scientific method, but he's not a doctor like of people like he's not a medical doctor. Yeah. So yeah. he asked the chief of pediatrics at Oklahoma State University, whose name is Rhonda Casey, to examine some of the patients claiming to have Morgellons. Help me, Rhonda. Help, help me, Rhonda. Right. <laughs> uh, she was skeptical at first, like pretty much every other doctor who's come across this disease. Um, but after thoroughly examining their range of symptoms, um, she had to admit that something was happening to them that claims of faking or it being purely psychological weren't explaining everything they were going through. Right. Um, which, you know, like she, so one of the uh, little girl that I mentioned before that had like the bundle of fibers sprouting out of a lump on her leg. Like, where is that shit that, coming from? So that was one of the people that... Uh, Dr. Casey examined. Calm and, down, bro. Wait. <laughs> yeah, and and she she so she said she's like you can't like she couldn't see any possible way how that what she saw could have been faked at all. Wow. Um, and then and then on top of that, you have the other symptoms of you know the swollen lymph nodes, the confusion, the fatigue. Um, there was just so much going on. So, where are we now? It's still a contested disease. So if you if you Google Morgellons now, you're going to get like a lot of websites either like like the Wikipedia for it is is very, very, very much on the skeptical side. Like whoever has edited that Wikipedia page um, very much on the skeptical side and basically says it's a fake disease. Where on the uh, like the timeline is it with like gluten intolerances and I mean, it's. Is it is it more or less bullshit than gluten intolerance? I think it's it sounds like it's it's less bullshit than gluten intolerance. Do you think gluten intolerance is bullshit? I think it is actually. Uh, I read an article which you know whatever. I I forget where it was. Don't quote me, but I read an article that says it's Buzzfeed. Um, it's more no. It's that's what, uh, it's more likely. Uh, not more likely, but there's a theory that it is the um weed killer the monsanto weed killer the glycophate mm -hmm. the glycosphate and that is the shit that is basically people that have had ingested a lot of that or had exposure to a lot of that have a lot of the same symptoms as the gluten intolerance like the erosion of like their stomach and stuff like that because you know like guess what whenever there's like something like toxic you know, hitting your body like it'll kill like the fast growing cells first. And that's like the lining of your stomach and your hair and stuff like that. So like um, that's my theory. It's I, that's what I kind of am like, oh, that makes a lot of sense to me that it's not necessarily gluten intolerance. It's the wheat killer that's on the wheat that they like fucking crop dust the wheat with, you yeah. know, and then that is, you know, get baked into your fucking bread. Hmm. But yeah. Uh, We're not saying that celiac is fake. No, celiac. We know that's real. real. That's, that's real. real. And I'm really sorry <laughs> yeah. you have celiac because like that, it sucks because like bread's good and I'm so sorry you can't have it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so on the other hand, uh, 
I found a, there was a study uh, from 2018, so very recent, um, and it was titled Clinical Evaluation of Morgellons Disease in a Cohort of North American Patients. So I am, I am not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. It looked legitimate because it was on the NIH website. Yeah. So National Institutes of Health. So I would assume that they don't, I would assume they're not in a habit of publishing studies that are bogus. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. I would hope. I would hope to. Seems legit. Um, so one of the quotes from the study said, uh, Morgellons disease is a dermatological condition characterized by aberrant production of keratin and collagen fibers in skin. So there's an answer. And that's and that's like the white fluff that's manifesting itself. So the fibers that have been erupting from people's lesions, they've concluded is keratin and collagen uh, aberrantly produced. And so, guess what that is? That's like your hair and your nails. nails. Yeah. But these aren't hairs. I mean, and that doesn't surprise me. But it's the same stuff that your hair is made of. It doesn't surprise me that it's made of the same stuff. But yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, from what I understand, like so different texture Mm -hmm. and like just it's, it's very abnormal and Mm -hmm. strange. Well, yeah, because there's no follicle. So it's like not coming out of a follicle. It's just like, it's like bursting forth from your flesh. Ew. Oh my God. That's horrifying. And it feels like there's bugs crawling all over you. This is sick ass. So this study examined 1000 patients who had tested positive for Lyme disease. Uh-huh. So a big thing that over the course of the past 20 years that has been found is that a lot of Morgellons sufferers had similar symptoms to Lyme disease, and it turned out a lot of them had Lyme disease. Um, and so they found that 60 out of the 1,000 patients also had Morgellons. Excuse me, I just burped. <laughs> so they found a compelling link between the two. Huh. So right now... Um, the part of the commu- medical community that is kind of coming around to the idea that maybe Morgellons is real um, are pretty are like pretty convinced that it has something to do with a tick-borne infection, um, and that there's a lot of similarities between Lyme disease. There's a comorbidity there mm-hmm. um, with the more like Morgellons to Lyme. Not like if you have, it's not if you have Lyme, you probably have Morgellons. It's the other way around. If right. you have Morgellons, you probably have Lyme. Morgellons sounds very rare. Very very rare. Um, so, uh, so you asked, like, is there anything like any treatment? Um, they found that the way that you treat chronic Lyme disease can be helpful for Morgellons. So, Humera then. I was right. It is yeah, Humera. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what you give for like, you know, it treats a lot mm-hmm. of autoimmune type stuff. And that's kind of sounds like what it's like. The body is essentially attacking itself in a way. It's it's making this like weird, like keratin-y, like crazy substance. Mm-hmm. And like, it's giving you all these like crazy sensations of buggies, which is like literally my nightmare. That would be my nightmare yeah. to have that. Yeah. All of the unpleasant effects of meth without any of the pleasant effects of oh meth. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way of looking at it. Oh, God. Thank you for that perspective. That's what she's here You're for. Welcome. So in conclusion, I personally think that there's solid evidence that Morgellons is something real. Seems like um, it's, it's me. not just psychological. I no, may have not, just found out about it 30 minutes ago, yeah. but Seems I think like I'm an expert. Yeah. 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 How about you, it's Jen? Real. What do you think? I, I think it could be real. Yeah. I, I, I believe in it. Yeah. I now, want to know where the 1400 degrees came from. Where, where, what's the melting point of keratin? I don't know. So, and so that's, that, yeah. And I think there's still definitely some, I, there's a lot of still like kind of gaps in the research, open questions. Um, you know, where did the cotton from the, the CD study that found all that cotton? Where did that come from? Like, I suppose they're in the research, in the sampling, there could be fakers as well as sure. legit. There could be people who just 
were rubbing on the carpet. Yeah. And like, had some shit that was embedded in their skin come up. Or, or snuggling their kitters. It's not, or, you know. There's a TB. TBBBs. Snooping around. He's looking for his food for sure. He's so hey, disgusting. Um, so I should also point out, now that we've all said, oh, we believe. I should also point out that uh, one of the Morgellons pages had a whole thing about chemtrails. So that wasn't super reassuring. Yikes. <laughs> chemtrails. Chemtrails are real. But totally I found, legit. But totally I found, legit. I found the research um, done by Wymore and Casey to be very compelling because yeah. they're scientists and doctors. and That's pretty cool. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, and my uh, just just also because this is kind of like a controversial topic to some who are like, that's not real. Um, I got my information from National Institutes of Health, Mayo Clinic, Psychology Today magazine, and then also an article from self.com, which none of those are bad sources no, compared right. to medievalwarfare.info. Yeah, I would say <laughs> I did a little better on this one. So that was cool. Good job, Justine. Yeah, Thanks. I never heard of that. That was interesting were you disgusted um i was way more disgusted than you had seen you were like whatevs this is fine i'm not that disgusted by that kind i told you like the natural human body stuff doesn't really gross me out all that much oh really challenge accepted (laughs) yeah so do you think you can gross me out because i feel like if anyone knows how to gross me out to be you i might i'm gonna try yeah remember i said i think heather's story is a little more juicy and mine was more weird sick yeah yeah i thought yours was weird and interesting yeah but i wasn't I may not. I, I also, I kind of really wanted to like find someone with this and like pull the stuff out of their skin. I'm not surprised at all. That's like, that was mostly my reactions. Like, oh my God, I want to pull these fibers out of somebody. Uh, like, I was just getting like the. Do you think they come easy? What? The pulling the fibers. No, no, because it's not like an ingrown hair. So I bet it's not like sitting right there on the surface. You got to dig. Ugh. All right. Um. Well, I mean, it was pretty sick, but I wasn't horrified. But I hope you guys were really sicked out. I was. Heather thinks she could possibly gross me out. Um, I don't know if I'm necessarily going to gross you out uh, during this story, but it's a challenge for the, you know, this whole podcast is generally to do that. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, Heather, what you got? Okay, so my topic is uh, bed sores. Ew. Those are pretty gross. Yeah. So otherwise known as pressure ulcers or decubitus ulcers, uh, they are... Basically, what uh, maybe some uh, some of Yin's guys' grandparents croaked from? I don't know. No, no. Yeah. Why do you sounded so happy when you said that you sick fuck? Womp womp. Yeah, that's why I'm on this podcast. She's like, I'm gross. She's like grinning too. She's like, maybe that's what your grandparents croaked from. I love bed sores. Woo. A I lot love about them. this topic, so I don't know. I uh, I'm a big fan of dark humor. It's like whatever. Does that make me fucked up? A little bit, but it's fine. Well, that's why we're here. It's a coping mechanism. The world is dark and scary. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is like, I mean, like, I'm a cheerful nihilist. That's the whole reason why I'm a cheerful nihilist (laughs) is because like the the world is dark and fucked up, but you just have to make jokes about it because if you don't make a joke, you'll cry. If you don't laugh, you'll cry. You know, that's just kind of how I feel. So, any hooters, bed sores. Why are they sick? So, they are basically smelly, purulent uh, which, you know, purulent, meaning like full of pus, not what do pussy. they smell like? Um, uh, rotting flesh sometimes. Whoa. It depends. It depends on what, how much they are decaying. A like, really bad one. Describe it to me. Uh, rotting flesh. Like, I've so, never smelled that. Oh, really? Explain so, it to me like I'm five. Okay. <laughs> like, so imagine like the worst garbage smell. Mm-hmm. Like there's like meat in there. Oh, yeah. You know, a bunch of uh, meat with flies around it. Mm. And it's it's been... 
old for maybe like two weeks. Oh yeah, I want to throw up. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's some good. mold on it, and also add mold? some moldy bread in there. Moldy bread in there. Okay. There's not necessarily mold mold in bed sores, but there can get mold in there. Okay. Oh my know. god. Yeah, like so. Yeah, how fungus? Cl- how close to the bed sore do you have to be to smell it? Um. Uh, depending on again like, depending on how infected you are because sometimes like if they're that infected you can smell it like you know just standing next to the patient or being being in the room of the person that has oh. one but like there are different i'm gonna get into it but like there's different grades of bed sores so uh let me just i guess like go down um so what is it exactly a pressure ulcer is or bed sore is precisely that it's like something that people get when you're laying in a position for too long and your skin starts to break down because like uh the pressure of of the surface it just uh is constantly even though it's not very heavy it's just constantly pushing on that surface and uh it will eventually break down that skin and ultimately the the flesh if it uh the pressure stays so um it they go in grades like basically they they're graded on this thing called the braden scale so it's like as a braden scale one like the 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 first stage is uh non-blanchimal uh arrhythmia of the intact skin so it's basically like you got intact skin but there's like a red spot and when you press that red spot it doesn't blanch meaning it stays red right it doesn't like go white yeah like when you have a sunburn and you press it it goes white yeah it doesn't do that oh my skin just did that now i must be a little burned yeah we all are farmer tan jb over there i'm not burned when did your that happen right there oh, is my yeah. chest so is burned. Oh. you didn't know that no that must have happened today ah, you have you have more layers than you even thought oh but yeah that's blanching so um stage two is partial thickness skin loss so that's like basically looks like a, a blister or a shallow crater and stage three is full thickness skin loss so necrosis of subcutaneous tissue down to the fascia so no. like that's like down to like the muscle and like those layers and then stage four is full thickness so that's like extensive destruction tissue necrosis bone and muscle get involved <gasps> sinus tracts tunneling can happen where it's like basically like the wound goes down and like tunnels underneath the skin how and you don't know happen? how extensive it happens um because like the bone and the muscles will start to break down you know and they'll, they'll um the uh the blood flow to that will die before the blood flow to the skin dies essentially is what oh ha- what is happening God. so that's what's happening in the in the bed sore like uh, medically wise um the uh blood supply is just completely being impeded by all that pressure and it's um it's causing all the tissue to die so Basically, the destruction of blood vessels cause tiny blood clots in this tissue. Yeah, it's like you're not getting any kind of oxygen to your tissue. Yeah. Man, I had all that in my notes and I was just basically like saying that off the top of my head. I'm like, oh, I did say all that. That's how much you love bed sores. I know, it is. I know so much about them. Okay, so the risk factors for bed sores, obviously age. Like, you know, like I said, a lot of old people die from them. It's like easy to die from, not easy, but you know, if you're a bedridden person with like a stroke or whatever, nobody's turning you. Like, and you get that bed sore and it doesn't get treated, it gets infected, that can kill you really fast. I just wanted to point out that Jen was trying to open up a bottle of salsa really quietly and it was adorable. <laughs> it, was, it goes so loud. It Jen, was... would you like to open up a bottle of salsa? Yeah, now? I want to I have my beverage. I also would like to. May I have some salsa? Oh, absolutely. Thank you. It's strawberry kiwi. Is <gasps> that okay? That's fine. Sorry, Heather. I hope it picked up the tss. I'm Close sure. Enough. I'm sure it did. Okay. Sorry. Okay, okay. okay. No apologies. Your turn. We're tangenting. I like tangenting. We're tangenting. Okay. So, um, 
other risk factors like age, diabetes, because when you have diabetes, you don't have good blood flow to begin with. Uh, per, 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 peripheral vascular disease and heart disease are risk factors. Um, anybody with mobility issues, like I said, people that have strokes or people that, you know, can't move around um, for whatever myriad reason. Um, uh, JB is making me laugh because you're like kissing your little animal and like... <laughs> It's better than her drumming on the table. Yes. I'm focusing my love. Because I wanted to start playing with the bottle. I was like, time to focus your attention on the soft plush animal. Um, okay. And the uh, the malnourished. Oh, yeah. And the people that have like decreased sens- sensory perception, like the people that can't feel pain or, mm. you know, that kind of stuff. I can't feel pain. I can't feel pain. I will break you. Dead on the inside. Yeah. Are you? No, I have too many feelings. <laughs> Pisces, Venus and Mars. Uh-oh. Yeah, oh. Pisces, Venus, and Mars. Oh, I feel bad for you. I know, right, ma'am? Ugh. All right. So, um, wh- it's like it gets so much grosser from here because, like, basically, the gross thing about bed sores is how infected they can get and how extensive they can get and how bad they can smell. And any open wound essentially can get infected. So, to treat, you need any array of antibiotics. You know, giving orally, intravenously, topically. If you have delayed wound healing issues, they can just keep growing and stuff. And you have to like keep like rotating people so that you know if they're if they're not able to move, you have to move them yourself. So this is actually how Christopher Reeve died. Remember really? Christopher Reeve? Oh, Reeve? Yeah. Wow. Right. Yeah. Like he had he had um that he he got famously tossed off a horse like he was an equestrian um and then he got paralyzed from the neck down actually he did not die from his uh his like i guess well he died from his paralyzation because he died from bed sores like he couldn't move so he died from bed sores and bed sores got infected so his bed sores got to that like yeah even him even him a rich person that probably had like a private nurse to like roll him around even him oh no yeah so um Basically, to like if a, if somebody gets his bed sores, yeah, you have to turn the patient a lot. You have it's it's every two hours is what they recommend. You float the heels up off of their, you know, because you can get them. You get them on the bony provinces, like you get oh. them on the ass, like that's right. why they're like bed sores. You get them on, like that's another thing. Like is the grossest thing about them is that most of the time they're on your fucking ass, they're on your coccyx, and so like your butt bone, and like you end up like shitting like if you can't move out of the bed you're like shitting all in that and you're shitting in oh. your bed sore and you're shitting in your open wound and stuff so that's what gets it really infected really fast and makes it easy to get infected but you know so it's mostly on your coccyx but it also happens like on any bony prominence so your heels you know your hip bones your elbows you know sometimes people even like get them on their face from like having like um intubation stuff like all taped to their face and whatnot they'll get them like yeah so imagine this big gaping hole in your ass, like right above your asshole, you know, and then like you're laying in the bed and you're having liquid shits and uh, it's that poop is all going in this open wound that's like down to your bone, you know. So are people who like when you develop bed stores like that, are they conscious or are they like so yeah, out of it? Sometimes, sometimes, yeah, sometimes no. So they're like experiencing this pain. Like, are they saying like help there's a hole in my butt oh yeah yeah okay. well once once a i mean hopefully a bed sore is discovered before it gets too bad but sometimes i mean they develop so fast that you know it just happens and let's be honest the uh nursing home situation in this country is shit absolute shit you know like it's awful so i'm sorry but that's the that's the damn truth and yeah. um 
people end up not getting, you know, turned often enough and they develop these things pretty quickly and uh, people are often conscious and then they have to be, you know, turned and the, the wounds have to be dressed, which is often really, really painful, you know, and, you know, it's yeah, it sucks, it really sucks. Mm hmm. Yeah, and they can smell really, really bad. Um, so yeah, uh, there's people. Do you know what? Oh, I'm gonna. I need to do a whole episode on C diff. That's like you guys oh, know C diff is C. Diff. nasty. Well, yeah. you told me about enough about C diff over the times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you nasty. know C diff is Justine? No, save it for later. No spoilers. Okay, but yeah. Well, it's it. Well, it's you know. It can make bed sores bad because it basically is a disease that makes you shit a lot. But anyhow, <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, bed sores. Uh, questions, oh. comments, concerns. Is there anything that I that I missed? I think I basically got all of the info on what they do and what they can do to you. I mean, people can't bounce back from the, the really bad ones. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong. Um, if you like, you have to get good nutrition. You have to get turned. You have to get your wounds dressed really good. You have to not shit in it all the time. Basically, right. you have to be in like on a rot a human rotisserie. Yeah, human rotisimat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So, okay, yeah. So, in the so the worst bed sore, the stage four, yeah, whatever. Okay. You can come back from that with proper care. You can. It's, okay. it's, 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 I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, uh, my dad, my grandpa, I think he pretty much, he had a bed sore at the end of his life. Uh, and that's what I think ultimately did, uh, did kill him. Um, I'm but, not sure. But, but if you did come back, would you always have, like, does the whole, Oh, you close often, up or you always have the hole you, like, it depends on how extensive it is but okay. yeah oftentimes plastic surgery has to get involved okay oh. and like basically yeah because you, you do you will just have a hole like that's well it's, it's covered over skin and you might get skin grafts and stuff but it's but it's still, still a cavity is there basically a, yeah can you see the bone yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, like whenever the the wound is there, you know, and it's in the stages of healing, definitely you can see the bone and the muscles and everything inside. That's something that I personally find very gross. Is that the that's, idea that's of horrifying. seeing? Your I don't. Own I don't bone. like that at all. Yeah. Oh, Jen. No, we yeah. grossed you out. Yeah. I don't like that at all. Did we gross you out? Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Yay. I'm sure you'll have some nice pictures to put on the website and the Instagram to accompany oh, yeah. this disgusting image. Ooh, do you see, would you want to see one now? I would love to. Oh, no. I'll try not to scream, but oh. I don't promise. I'm just Googling bed sore coccyx. I'll try not to start throwing up again. Yeah, they're really nasty. Okay, so here's like really, really bad. No, I don't like that at oh. all. This is like a really... This one's a really deep one. Oh, yeah. That looks... It looks like a universe. Describe. Um, well, it's like... It's a bomb that is reddened around the perimeter like a baboon in heat. And then <laughs> the inside is like a... A celestial storm of, <laughs> of pus and blood and nebulas. And it definitely looks like if you poke it... That a bunch of like disgusting stuff would just squirt onto your hands. Oh, so you can you can oh, see them okay. come in all different shapes and sizes. Oh, yeah, so I mean, bad. Uh, oh, that's even, an ear. That's on somebody's ear. Yeah, we well, just top that shit off. You don't need an ear. So this one looks like it was like looks in stages of healing because it has like you can see the hole is there, yeah. but yeah. This one's definitely just looks like so. What what you do have to do sometimes? It looks like this one's been debrided, which means like a lot of times people that looks have like to all go. the bad stuff was like taken out. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it gets yeah. like all the eschar and stuff is scraped away, and then yeah, and a lot of times uh, if they're really really bad, what it can be treated with. So oh yeah, I didn't talk about the other stuff that you could put on it to treat it. Mm. So believe it or not, there is this shit. There's this shit called meta honey. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know if you guys knew, but honey has antibiotic properties. I did. What do you know about honey? I just know that it has antibiotic properties. <laughs> bacterial, bacterial. Antibacterial, yeah, yeah. Antibacterial properties, yeah. Basically, And it's honey, good for seasonal allergies. Yeah, yeah. If you have local honey. Yes. Oh, yeah? Yeah, not like the it fake has high fructose corn syrup stuff in a bag. It has, not to, be, it has to be local honey because it's pollen. It's like, because you are developing the allergies from what you're around. So in oh, order yeah. for the honey to have anti-allergy, like allergy helping honey. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Says says me who knows nothing at all about the subject, but whatever. I only know because my dad told me and some guy at the railroad told him. So this <laughs> good, good enough I, for it me. It might not also be true either. Guys down the rail yard, rail yard always have the best advice. I mean, I always listen to them. So they're slather... Sorry, go ahead, John. Go ahead. No, I got nothing. I was going to say they're slathering these bed sores up yeah. with honey. Yeah, yeah. There's this medical grade honey called Meta Honey, and it comes in like a paste, and it also comes in like these little like patches, and you can put that on there, mm. and uh, that helps. Um, there's this stuff called Dakin Solution that smells really fucking weird. I forget exactly what's all in that, but that like is like an antibacterial type thing. And uh, so if they're really, really bad and really deep... Um, you can get what's put on what's called a wound vac, where essentially it's like a sponge and uh, they cut the sponge to shape your your gaping butthole. Oh, my <laughs> God. To shape your gaping butthole. And they put that in there and then they put um, like basically uh, plastic wrap on top, plastic adhesive, and they uh, tape that all down and seal it on all sides. And then they cut a hole in the center and they place an adhesive patch that has a vacuum attached to it on that hole and so then they turn on the little vacuum and the vacuum like sucks down the sponge to your butthole uh your butthole hole and uh (laughs) it sucks out all of the drainage it's like a really cool way to keep uh your um your wound covered and like away from like any other bacteria and it's also like collecting that drainage and and it like goes down the suction hose and it goes into like this container oh wow yeah science science amazing yeah modern hashtag western medicine i used to want to get a tattoo that's like x western medicine x should i still do that no yes okay (laughs) mixed opinions as always which one should i listen to me i don't know yeah um i have a i have a gross question yeah of course I feel like I read somewhere that there is a practice sometimes of using maggots to oh, yeah. help clean out wounds like that because they'll only eat dead flesh. Uh-huh. Is yeah, that that's true? Def- yeah, that okay. definitely happens. Yeah, there's definitely medical grade maggots. So is that an option for bed sores? Um, I don't I have I mean like I don't I haven't seen that in my research although I didn't go specifically looking for that but I bet you there have been Hmm. um I have heard about uh maggots eating stuff out of people's faces um but uh yeah medical grade leeches and medical grade maggots are things for sure and I would like to do a whole episode on those that'd be great because medical grade leeches are gross they're really sick I can't Um, wait but yeah let's yeah let's let's I'm gonna dig into that we'll add that to our list um yeah we'll we'll explore that some more in the future because I would love to answer your question a little bit better okay yeah um cool um, so yeah, uh, that's bed source for you. I hope you don't get one. If you're just FYI, if you're any of your family members are in nursing homes, uh, you may want to stop by and turn them over every once in a while and, and look at their butts. Look at their yeah, bum look bums. at their butts. Yeah, I always want to look at their butts. Because no one's gonna like it, but 
you'll like it more than a bed sore. Yeah. So yeah, just a little word to the wise that that I mean, I don't want to get too dark, although I do love getting dark, but you know, I don't want to be a bummer in this podcast. Ugh. Bummer. God bummer. forbid I be a bummer. Bummer. I'm good. I think I think that's it. Fort Pitt. That's All it. Right. Fort Pitt. Yeah, bed sores. Put a pin in it. Um, now it's back for a fan favorite, meaning my one friend who is not us who listened to this podcast in like the segment. Uh, called JB's Challenge, which we, I'm so excited about because it's fun. Are we allowed to? Are we going to shout out anybody? You want to oh, shout oh out? Yeah. I'll shout out to my my girl Kirsten B. Yeah, last name redacted. Uh, last name redacted. Listening from Boston, Massachusetts. Hey, so JB's Challenge is where I like to make my friends make disgusting choices that they're not happy about making the choice. Ugh. The lesser of two evils, which I normally think is a douchebag thing to say. But in this case, I think it's the right thing to do. So I had a question going into here. However, today's information was just too disgusting that we need to discuss it. Now, what would you guys rather have? Morgellons disease or a bed sore? Obviously, Morgellons disease. No, disagree. I would have a bed sore. Ah! I concur on Morgellons disease. Why? Okay, here is my the reason why I differ. Number one, a bed sore is curable. Morgellons does not sound that way. It sounds like it is chronic, long term, and a pain in the ass, and you're just like fighting for people to believe. Like, what the fuck? Like, at least a bed sore is like, oh yeah, we know what this is, and we know how to fix it. I mean, it only really, really sucks if like you're getting phenomenally bad care. And uh, yeah, a rebuttal. If you had a bed sore, you most likely would not be in a position to advocate for your care. And not always. Yeah, but it would mean that you were probably like immobile or very ill. A lot of people with Morgellons, I don't think, can advocate for their care. Yeah, but I could have Morgellons like right now. It wouldn't like require a drastic change to like, you're not going to get a bed sore right now. But if I had a bed sore, I'd rather have one than have more gelins. I just for me, it comes down to I want nothing to do with being able to see my own bones. You yes. can't see it. It's on your buttocks. <laughs> There's <laughs> mirrors. I don't want to see my butthole hole. It's other people to look at the butthole <laughs> Also, hole. I don't think the more gelins has a decaying flesh smell. You're crazy. No. You guys are nuts. Like, Morgellons <laughs> is a life sentence is what it sounds like. Listen, I already get cold sores. I already got a life sentence. I'll just add that to the list of nasty shit that grows on my so skin. So you want to have, like, weird, like, like cotton fluff of coming course, out of it? Of course I do. What the fuck is wrong you with you? You want to be chicken lady from Kids in the Hall? <laughs> Why are you making this sound <laughs> better to me? You're making this sound better to me. <laughs> have, have you met Jen? All Dude, she wants is to be able to pull weird shit out of her skin. Also, uh, then I can just, this will be another like icebreaker at a party. Be like, hey guys, look at this weird <laughs> keratin fiber. Maybe I was fucked by aliens. Who knows? You want it as a party trick? Absolutely. Oh my God. I can't pull out a bed sore as a party trick. That's disgusting. Well, also, that look at very- my butt. That it, look at look at my bed sore scar. So like you, you could like then it'd be like after it's healed and you just have like a like kind of like a healed over, but it's like a hole. It's like a crater in your you know butt. What's there? A hole. Look, look at my crater. Look at my extra butthole. Yeah. Oh, that does sound good, actually. Oh, you're oh, see? you're changing our mind. No, no, no. Morgellons. I'm going I'm with Morgellons. I'm also gonna say that Morgellons, understanding Morgellons is in early days, and for all we know, they'll. St- There'll be a cure or some kind of remedy. For all we know. That is, sounds Meanwhile, very optimistic. With bed sores. Of you. It's for still, all we know, you're going to die. It killed Superman. It killed Superman. I'm not Superman. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> this has 
been a very good JV challenge. Very spirited. I actually, I think this is the most heated we've ever gotten. Yeah, it's yeah. the best when we differ. If we agree, yeah. it's so boring. We have to differ. We, well, I think, and we also have much stronger feelings about it. It wasn't. So. It wasn't a like. If I have to pick one, yeah, this yeah, is like, very oh, honest. I clearly like, think you guys this, are bananas. You're bananas. You're bananas. <laughs> kind of fucking bed sore. What an extra. Now butthole. Heather did the jack off motion. Yeah. All right, all right. Um, is that well, all I have to say? We have anything else going on this week? Well, Just oh, gonna, yeah, we oh, need yeah. to do Lincoln bio. No, well, first no, we're we, gonna like talk about some sick stuff from this week, girl. Oh, well, okay. so, the sickest thing of the week in a good way because remember we have to end on a high note. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. After this episode. I think we really need some like, you know, highlights. So yeah, who would who would a really cool thing happen to them this week? Me, yeah. Please tell. The best thing happened to me. I saw. I was fortunate and lucky enough in this lifetime to see the Moulin Rouge musical on Broadway, and I died and went to Heaven. Was it really that good? It was so good. I'm biased because like Moulin Rouge is like my top. Like it's maybe my favorite movie of all time. It's definitely top three. I love it so much. So I had like high expectations. So I guess you could say it did meet all those expectations. So, you know, Um, but yeah, I loved it. It's so it's uh, kept a lot of the same elements as from the original movie that it made it familiar enough for me to be like, yes, yes, it has like, you know, uh, come what may and your song and has like the beat by beats that like I I expect. But it also updated a lot of songs to like have like they put Lord and Beyonce and Rihanna and Adele and outcast and oh my god it was awesome oh my god it was so good i would go again yeah we could go together i'll go again i know it's like a little pricey pricey but whatever i'd save up the money for it and we could take the mega bus that's another reason why we went because we went we took the mega bus to new york and it was hella cheap but yeah it has the the main character uh christian is played by aaron i think isn't it's like t-v-e-i-t aaron tivitt oh yeah that guy you know him yeah He was in like the um, the musical, uh, the Les Mis movie. Mm. He played red, the blood of angry man, black. Okay, I don't know if you saw it, but no. I'm a big Les Mis d- dork. But that was entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> I will sing. I was stomping around. Okay, since I've seen these musicals, like I, I, I went to New York and I saw that and I saw the King Kong musical. I had a wonderful vacation. What can I say? Um, I'm very, very lucky. What can I say? We're lucky. Um, but yeah, we did stay um, stay half of our trip with like people for free and stuff. And we did take the mega bus. That's how we kind of afforded to to see um, it. But anyhow, it wasn't super, super expensive, but it was still kind of like, ooh, this is we're doing a bougie thing, you oh, know. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so uh, after I came back, I've been like stomping around the house singing musicals and like, you know, so I'm going back to like listening to Les Mis all the time and. I was, uh, you know, singing while gardening and shit today. And yeah, so now my neighbors, instead of hearing me play like Taylor Swift and shit, they're hearing me, you know, I dreamed a dream in time gone by. You know, they're hearing that kind of shit all the time now. So Nice voice. I didn't know that. Oh, thanks. Aww. That's my fake opera voice. That's pretty good. Yeah. I'm all um, about Patti LuPone. I'm listening to Patti LuPone live on Broadway as well. Great album. But yeah, so speaking, that's my great thing. Speaking of... Broadway and Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. The Cats trailer is dropping tomorrow. I heard. I, saw. I watched it. It dropped today already. It I dropped today. It. Oh my god, it's so fucking weird. Can I just say about Cats? Cats weird me out. I saw, cats I've never, so weird. I've never. I've never seen Cats. I actually I've don't know what cats. it's about. No. None um, of us have seen it. No. I want to see the movie though because it looks freaky. I'm, I'll watch I'm it. Very curious 
from what I've read about cats, it sounds it sounds fucking weird. Yeah. It's it's based on cats is based on the uh, poems of T.S. Eliot, if you didn't know. And it's written by um it's done by Andrew Lee Weber. So, you know, the our Phantom of the Opera, yeah. you know, Starlight Express, like Xanadu. Oh, did he do Xanadu as well? I don't know. He mm. did them all. But uh, but yeah, so and uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber, Webber actually famously really, really loves cats. Like he he has a cat that swims. I don't know if it's still alive, but it's like this little white cat. I saw a piece on it. Yeah, it's it swims. It's so cute. But it, it, that, I saw that like maybe 10 years ago. So maybe the cat's dead, but whatever. Um, it's uh, the trailer is bonkers. So the thing that freaks me out about cats is like they basically they look like cats, but they have like human bodies mm-hmm. and they have like human butt cracks. They're human butt cracks, like with the tail above, like for some reason, like it doesn't wear me out when it's furries, but like, I don't want to see like the slender and the butt cracks. I don't know. It just, it just looks so, just gives me a little the willies. You well, know? I'm going to have to go watch. I'm going to actually watch this is immediately after we're done recording. Yeah, we, we, so. we should watch it. We can even put it on the big screen if you want. Yeah. Yeah, we can put it. You can see that butt crack on the Chromecast. Because yeah. like Tay-Tay, yeah, Tay-Tay's in it and Idris Elba and... Do you want me to even spoil who's in it, or do you want to wait until no, the let's, thing? Let's wait. Yeah, yeah. let's wait yeah. because by the time this episode is out, everyone's gonna be like, "Why the fuck are they talking about this?" Yeah, I know. I Sorry, don't care. it just anyway. happened today. Anyway, so um, semi-related, my sickest thing of the week in a good way. Uh, I have to go to New York for work next week. Ooh, did I tell you guys that? I can't record next week. Ah, oh, sorry. Oh, that's okay. I'll be in New York. Don't worry, I'll get the episodes posted in time. But um, I so I'm going to yeah, I'm going for work and work pays for flights of everything, obviously, but only, you know, coach. No, nothing fancy. But I discovered that I had enough points to upgrade myself to first class, which some would argue is a waste of first class because the flight from Pittsburgh to New York is like barely an hour. But I would kind of argue that, yes. But and and I thought about that. But also at the same time, I will never have enough points or status to upgrade to first class for flights that one would consider more worth it. So I might as well blow it on something like this. And also it's a fucking work trip and I'm going to be at the airport but early on a Thursday morning. And you know what? The idea of getting to board first and having a flight attendant get me a coffee before anyone else gets on board <laughs> makes me really happy. So, well, that's pretty sweet. Talk about bougie. I'm pretty. I've never flown first class before. And I know this is not going to be, you know, the same first class experience that one would get on like a longer flight. But I'm still I'm stoked. It means I've I've flown Delta enough times too. Delta, Delta, Delta. Gotta help you, help you, help you. I have Delta. I like Delta. How much caviar are you going to get? Zero. Caviar is gross. Okay, if you've flown Delta a lot, how many times have you been through the Atlanta airport? Um, oh, so I, I, I learned pretty quickly to route myself through Detroit instead of Atlanta. Really? Well, ATL's not too bad. Detroit's great. Oh, really? I've never yes. been to the Detroit, Detroit airport. The Detroit airport is like what I wish the Pittsburgh airport was like. Oh. Um, if Pittsburgh was a hub. Pittsburgh's, yeah. It sends USA air went yeah. away. We're so rinky-dink. Um, no, the Detroit airport is like, there's like a lot to do. It's a good place to spend layovers. I think it's easy to get around. Mm-hmm. Um, they have like a sky train that like, it's like running above you inside the terminal. Um, it's just really easy to get around. I just, I never have a bad connection there. Yeah, it's just a, a great place. And I, it's not as big as Atlanta. So you don't have all the like every time I fly into Atlanta and I have to make a connection, I have to like it's in some completely different concourse. I have to like 
run and get the train and then take forever on the train and then run. It's just, and then I'm always waiting in a concourse that has nothing good in it. Yeah. I just don't, I don't like the Atlanta airport. <laughs> it's not my fave. So that's, that's my. That's your great. That's your, that's yeah. in a good way. What's yeah. did JB? What's yours? I didn't have it that sick in a good way, but I did have an interesting fact I wanted to talk to you guys about. Uh-huh. Please. If, if, if I can go a little off format. Please, Please. do. But we had previously discussed this. Okay. It's it's the summer. We're all aware of that, right? Uh-huh. It's hot. It is hot. I don't know if it's the summer when this episode gets released, well, but it is the summer now. Yeah. Well, it's global warming, so it's probably always summer now. <laughs> yeah, though. pretty much. Now, I don't know if you guys have been noticing that you're smelling more smells. Yeah. The, like more smells than Things normal. Things are more fragrant. It's it's not because it's summer. Well, it is, but it's because your nose works better whenever it's hot. Why? So really? your body, yeah, it's an evolutionary thing. So your body can detect like rotting, decaying things. Ew. Your nose works better in hot, moist scenarios. Oh. That's when bodies be decaying more. So yeah, like that's like last week when I was walking down into the subway in New York and you get that like lovely whiff of pea smell. You're like, <laughs> You know, like, and it's so hot, like, it's so hot in yeah. the subway platforms. Yeah, it's just like, mm, things don't urine. smell that bad in the winter. So much urine. Yeah. And it's just so much garbage smell. And whereas, like, it's kind of nice to visit New York a little bit in the wintertime because you don't, don't have as much. Stink, yeah, as much. Or if you fart in a shower, it smells so much worse when you fart in a shower. Yeah. Like maybe when we went to a Ew. hostel in Asheville. Like maybe when that happened. Uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe when somebody that is in this podcast farted at a hostel in Asheville. And Maybe it, it was really the most bad. disgusting smelling fart that uh, a different member of this podcast ever smelled in their life. Uh, it's not me. I just want to point that out. Maybe. I was not on this trip. Maybe somebody that's that uh, is on this podcast ate a pizza that had whole garlic cloves on the top of it. <laughs> Maybe somebody did the night previous, and then it came out of their butthole. <laughs> I think the funniest part of it was for me when you came out of the shower and you were like, uh, don't go in stall number one. Yeah, and it, it was not. I, I laid this big fart and I was like, oh, OK. And then I went back to like where the stalls were and the whole bathroom <laughs> was just like I wanted to die. Like it was. Oh, oh, yeah. You came back and you yelled at me so much about that fart as yeah. if I had any control over the stink. So, yeah, that mist and the heat in that uh, in that communal shower made it. It was um, too hot and too wet. All right. Well, that is it for this week. Thanks for joining us again. This is our eighth episode. I don't know if we said that before, but number eight on the books. Number eight. eight. Great. Amazing. How have we been doing this? We're still doing it. It's still fun. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, if you liked what you just heard, please subscribe to us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you happen to find us. That would be great. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at That Sick Pod and on Instagram at That Sick Podcast. And yes, we know those two handles are different. Twitter only lets us have so many characters. Uh, you can we visit our website. It's going to be difficult. Yeah, thanks, Twitter. Who gives a crap? <laughs> um, visit our website at thatsickpodcast.com or shoot us an email at that's.sick.podcast at gmail.com. So until next week, please remember to rotate or you'll get bed sores and. That's, That's sick. sick.